if George Floyd is the World Trade Center and police officer Derek Chauvin is the terrorist hijackers, well, did the terrorists win? Coming up on the Anti-Woke Podcast. The name of the guy, I couldn't remember his name later in this episode, is Keith Olbermann. The John Oliver Show is like a late-night comedy politics show on HBO. And the latest episode of The Gist has one of the writers from the show. He's quit the show, and now he's he has a podcast. I think he's promoting his podcast by going on other podcasts. If anyone is famous and listens to my podcast, yes, I want to be on your podcast. I will say crazy things. I will get you canceled. Please contact me. So this... TV show writer, his name is Jeff Moore, if you want to look him up, M-A-U-R-E-R, and I guess he won five Emmys, I guess the Oscars for TV, and he was a writer, I don't know, one of the, sounds like he was one of the more important writers uh, for six years on the John Oliver show, and it's not like that surprising, I don't think, but he said that in his six years there, I guess he helped write uh, 500 segments and not a single one of them went against uh, the left-wing narrative TM. You know, left-wing narrative trademark. And that doesn't surprise me, but that is a nice round number. It's a very nice round number to say f- they had 500 times to say something else, and they never, ever took it. But so John Oliver, he was a... He comes from The Daily Show, and... So did Stephen Colbert. So I just I just want to talk about uh, those old shows, the comedy politics shows when they were good and how they became pieces of crap. Like the other day, I was talking about something, and I said that uh, Stephen Colbert. I think he runs the Tonight Show, whatever it is. The Stephen Colbert uh, late night show is a piece of crap, but I used to love Stephen Colbert. But so let's go way back. Maybe the year 2000? I don't even know. This might be the 90s. But there was Sports Center. Like, Sports Center was a show on ESPN where they talked about the daily sports. And it was a humongous success. And it had, uh, let's see, Craig Kilborn and the other guy. I can't remember his name. If you saw it, you, yeah, I mean, he was real famous. So basically, the two guys from Sports Center went on to become even more famous by leaving it. The guy that I can't remember his name, like just look up uh, Craig Kilborn co-host on Google, or maybe I'll mention it at the end of this podcast. But that guy went off and started doing politics. Like I thought these are sports people. Anyways, apparently being a sports reporter is easy. You don't have to, you don't have to know nothing about sports, as far as I can tell. But so the other guy, he went off and became like a crazy hardcore left person. Uh, like before that was cool. Like I say, maybe year two thousand. So. Uh, you know, kudos to him for at least doing what his heart told him to do and doing it earlier before everyone else. And then the other guy was Craig Kilborn, and he was the first host of The Daily Show. And so people who think they're hipsters, people who think that they could wear some skinny jeans and look good in them, people who think they got in on the ground floor before stuff was cool, they think that Jon Stewart was the good host of The Daily Show. But they're wrong. Skinny Janes make them look fat. And they should just jump off the top of the building and splat on the pavement because they didn't get on the in on the ground floor or nothing. But I was cool. I can't wear skinny jeans. But if coolness 
was a body mass index, I could wear some skinny jeans because I got in on Craig Kilborn. And when he left to like go make even more money, I think on some late night show on ABC, CBS, NBC, and they replaced him with, with uh, John Stewart, I'm like, this ain't no Craig Kilborn. You ain't no Craig Kilborn. I know Craig Kilborn, and you ain't no Craig Kilborn. And when Craig Kilborn had it, when he was the host, it was more uh, it was more comedy. You know, it was on Comedy Central, and it was more comedy. It got political after John Stewart came in. I think I don't know. You know, probably not right away, but it just got more and more political. John Stewart wasn't that funny, but The Daily Show wasn't that bad. I mean, you know, I, I like to say I'm a 2010 liberal. So, you know, from 2000 to 2010, uh, the Daily Show politics matched my politics perfectly. I mean, it doesn't make a dumb joke funny, but I would, I would sometimes watch it, and it, it matched my politics. And, like, the best parts of it back in the day was, uh, they called them correspondents, even though they didn't really go anywhere, but uh, Stephen Col- Colbert was a correspondent. And years later, John Oliver was also a correspondent. And Samantha B. So all three of those people got their own shows. But Colbert was the most talented. And so he got the TV show, The Colbert Rapport, where Colbert, you know, Colbert is spelled Colbert. So it was funny. It was funny to say Colbert Rapport because it was Colbert Report. And that show I really did like. I didn't, I didn't watch The Daily Show, but I would watch The Colbert Rapport sometimes. And it was awesome. It was funny. It was truly funny. That's why. And then after that happened, like John Oliver, you know, the the quality of the correspondence decreased. And John Oliver, he's, he's just about the last one I can remember who was any good. I mean, you know, he wasn't great, but he was, you know, better than nothing. When it was him, it was better than whoever else it was. You know, they'd pick people based on their race and gender and not their funniness. And those those other ones would not be as good. The old curse of affirmative action. And Samantha B, I think I did like her reasonably well. And she's pretty old school. She has some TV show that I know is, whatever, unwatchable because of the wokeness. But she did have that little segment where she called um, Ivanka Trump a feckless cunt. So that was kind of cool. I mean, I don't think she's a feckless cunt, but I just like the phrase feckless cunt. Say it ten times. I think it'll grow on you. And don't get me wrong, I like Ivanka. She's hot. Uh, Trump's wife, she's super hot. I mean, Obama's wife, she was ugly. Bush's wife, she was ugly. And before that is Hillary, so look the heck out. And then, uh, whatever, I guess because the Colbert Report was awesome. And I don't know when it changed. I think you know a lot of this stuff got ruined, I think, when Trump got elected. But so he, uh, Colbert went to the Tonight Show, and it was probably okay. I don't watch late night TV stuff. Seth Meyers, he got the other like late night. What is it? Seth Meyers, Jimmy Kimmel, Stephen Colbert. Yeah, that's funny. Jimmy Kimmel. So he came from the Man Show, you know, in about 2000 or maybe late 90s, and that show was awesome. Like he would, you know, dress up in blackface and play a basketball player. I mean, this whole thing about blackface is kind of a shame because he was not racist against black people whatsoever. But, I mean, those skits were dynamite. Like when a non-racist person dresses up in blackface, for some reason, you're about to get some good comedy. But now you can't do that no more. 
And then Saturday Night Live, I stopped watching that. I mean, I didn't watch it when it was... Whatever. I never stayed up that late. Or, if I was awake at midnight on Saturday, I was partying, and I wasn't going to be watching no Saturday Night Live. But I stopped caring about Saturday Night Live after, uh, you know, Adam Sandler, Chris Farley, David Spade. That's the last time it was any good, in my opinion. But later on, uh, Seth Meyers, I didn't watch him on Saturday Night Live, but whatever, you know, the late, late, whatever show he had, um, he had a monologue that was good that you could get as a podcast. And so, and this is after Trump, but before George Floyd. And I used to listen to it, not about every time, but you know, occasionally. And it was good. And then Derek Chauvin, you know, this is like the terrorist win. Like when the terrorists drove an airplane into the World Trade Centers, um, that didn't mean they win. But then when getting on an airplane ever since, you know, for 20, two years ever since going to the airport and getting on an airplane and going through the metal detectors and everything about it just completely sucks that was how the terrorists won but so Derek Chauvin he murdered George Floyd and to this day I believe there's absolutely zero evidence that he did it because he was racist but it's kind of like the terrorist won. if you figure if you call it like Derek Chauvin the terrorist and I guess George Floyd is the World Trade Center then Derek Chauvin won. He made all the late night shows woke pieces of crap. He made, you know, the media, academia, corporations all racist against white people. Well, and so he won. I mean, that probably was not his, not his intention. I'm going to have to work on this analogy. But in this case, the terrorists won again. But so, you know, when Trump got elected, half of these comedy things stopped being funny. I think like Saturday Night Live completely stopped, for instance. But half of them kept going, and uh, then after George Floyd got murdered, they all stopped being funny. I mean, it's too bad. And I will say, like, NPR, like, NPR got completely wrecked with their wokeness. But I'm starting to listen to them again, and they've gotten better. They don't, not every single segment is, you know, false accusations of racism against white people. So I might have to tune in to some of these comedian shows and see if, uh, see if they're doing okay. I changed my Twitter handle to Anti-Woke Podcast. So, Twitter handle Anti-Woke Podcast, and thanks for listening.